Uh, let's do this. We are today. We are going to. You are going to be the word of the Lord, and you are you are going to with the fruit of your lips give thanks. Are you ready? Yes. We've been warning you. We've been encouraging you. But let me let me offer a couple of uh, just encouraging statements, and I I will be brief and don't make fun because I will. All right. First of all, everybody say yay God. Yeah. Ooh, very very good. Let's go to the let's go to the opening slide, Psalm 107, the first and second verses, but just the, the opening part. Here's Psalm 107. Are you ready? Uh, beam it up there. There we go. Let's read it together, and then I'm going to just talk about it real quick. Ready? Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then very, very good. Now, we, some of you grew up with different uh, Bible, English Bible versions, and so you heard, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, and most of us settled for just saying, yeah, which is absolutely not the point. I mean, that's fine. We could get shirts that just say so. That would be awesome, but people might think we're like, so, but um, uh, it might not be clear. So couple of great things about this passage. It's, 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 uh, there's doctrine, there's instruction, there's really good stuff here. Um, uh, if this were written as in, an, in epistolary literature, if Paul would have wrote this, then the axis of praxis would be switched. And it would, it would say this. It would tell us what is true and then tell us what we should do. Which is, this, is, this does that, but because it's poetry, it's different. So here's what, here's what it's the... the the truth is, God is good. Amen. And His faithful love endures forever. Yes. This is the truth. That there, and how do we respond? What is the appropriate, holy, only way that we should, we can, and should respond to the fact that God is good and His faithful love endures forever? We give thanks. So if Paul would have wrote this, he would have said, the Lord is good, and His faithful love endures forever. Therefore, give thanks to the Lord. So uh, this is what we're doing today. We are recognizing that God is good and that His faithful love endures forever. So we're giving thanks for who God is and for how He, in, he is involved in our life and for specifics because now He gets specific. Has the Lord redeemed you? Yes. <laughs> then say something. Yes. Then speak out. And therein, there, here is, we have the, the in the Bible, we, there, there's a biblical definition by example of what gratitude is. Let's go to that first clickety-clack there, Faithy Ruth. What is gratitude? Gratitude is when we joyfully acknowledge the good that we have received and the goodwill behind it. Not apathetically acknowledge it, not entitledly acknowledge it, but that we joyfully, that we intentionally express joy over good that we have received and there's goodwill behind it. There's, there, is, there is goodwill behind good that we receive. Otherwise, it's an accident. You know that silly bumper sticker, practice random acts of kindness? That's ridiculous. Kindness isn't, an, isn't random. It's not an accident or it's not kind. It's just a whoopsie doodle. Kindness is intentional. The goodness of God is on purpose. So we experience the goodness of God and we pause and say, Lord, that was on purpose. That had thought and intent behind it. And I want to give you thanks. To not acknowledge good is to be ungrateful. Gratitude doesn't, it doesn't exist in, the, in some sort of you know, ethereal you know, realm of a cloud People say, well, gratitude, it is an attitude. It is an attitude, but only when it, when it only because it's a habit. Amen. Now, Luke chapter 17. <laughs> Luke chapter 17, real quick. Here's a, one more example. Luke chapter 17, beginning at verse 11. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As, and he entered a village there. Ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. What were they asking for? They were asking for that second... Well, they were asking for the goodness of God, but specifically His faithful love. Some of your Bibles actually use the word mercy. 
This is God's loyal, covenant, merciful kindness. And this is what they're asking for. Have mercy on us. You know, God doesn't give us mercy because we deserve it, but because we need it. Is that, does anybody need his mercy? Have mercy on us. Then he looked at them and said, go, show yourself to the priest. As they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back shouting, praise God. He was joyfully acknowledging the good he received. Shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done and the goodwill behind it. This man was a Samaritan. Thank you, Michael James. Exactly. Luke wants us to do that. Gasp, a Samaritan. They don't even know God. They're horrible, but he he had sense enough to give thanks. (laughs) Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Now, what's wonderful about that is there are, there are three different words that work in the text. Cleansed, which is a, like, is a, or we use the word cathartic, it's cathartzo. It's cleansed. And then there's another word that means that they were healed. Uh, he, he, they were cleansed of their leprosy, then the leper saw that he was healed. But when he went back and gave thanks, Jesus said there was something else that happened to his life. He said, because, because of this faith, because you've returned and give thanks, literally he said, your faith has sozoed you. It has brought you into salvation. It has brought a full and complete saving work into your life. Can we earn that stuff? No. But there's something about gratitude that opens up our life to profound works of grace. We give thanks because it's the right thing to do, isn't it? Don't we tell people, well, you really ought to be more thankful. That's not untrue. But we mustn't leave gratitude in the realm of obligation or it will lose its power. Gratitude belongs in the realm of joy and faith because it enlarges God's grace in our life. How many are ready for more? You ready to give thanks? All right, well, let's do this. First of all, let's just give the Lord thanks together, everybody, right now. All right, get yourself ready for a warm-up. We're going to warm up with Kimmy so we, get, we know how this works. Plus, you need an introduction because Kimmy's on our team and we need to hear about it. So let's start with that. And then we have our, our, our gratitude assistants all have microphones here, and they're ready to bring a microphone to you. So you'll wave your hand, and we will see you and get to you. Let's start with Kimmy. Hi Heritage, I'm Kimmy Kramer and I get to share some of my good news with you today. I've accepted a position here at Heritage as a Kingdom Kids Ministry Support Person. So that means you'll find me here every weekend following around Pastor Jess and learning how to make sure your kids have the perfect time here at Kingdom Kids. At this point, I know the children of Heritage better than I know the adults. So don't be shy, please, if you see me come introduce yourself and say hi. I would love to meet you. I am so blessed and excited to be working here as part of the Heritage team. Okay, who's first? Who's ready? Oh, we got one over here. Gabby is right there with Georgia. Very good. Hi, I'm Georgia. Oops, I'm not supposed to say your name. You are. Forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the word says by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And my testimony is I have, I had been standing for a long time for um, healing from my BSD. And I also had pain in my hip from uh, hip replacement. There was just a nagging pain. And this year, this year, um, you never give up on asking God. Mm. You never stop. When the manifestation doesn't come, you ask, you believe, you stand. My manifestation has come. Pain is gone. The other stuff is gone. And I stand here today healed and blessing the Lord for his goodness and faithfulness all the days of my life. Amen. Let's do it right now. This is a good lesson. We got to start right now. We got we to eat off of Georgia's plate. 
She doesn't mind. She's, she likes to feed folks. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to give thanks like that was our miracle. Let's give it up. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And now, Lord, we, we have, we have that, just as that testimony is released, we thank you for that faith fills the room, Lord, for breakthrough and blessing in our lives. You are loving and kind. Your, your faithfulness endures. We give you thanks, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We're looking around. We got more? Go. Let's go. I don't need to give total direction. Mrs. Dab, you got this. Mrs. Dab, let me know that she will handle the microphones. I just have to thank God for his faithfulness. We've been praying for over 20 years for an answered prayer, and he's answered. I can't go into detail because I'm limited, Brian said, two minutes. <laughs> but it's awesome. We don't understand God's timing. We don't know why he couldn't have answered sooner. Sometimes we find out. Sometimes we don't ever know. But in in February, it'll be complete circle. And I'm so thankful. And so is one of my sons who's really on top of the world right now. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. My name is Robin. And um, I am thankful and very very much excited to be at Heritage Church. We kind of wandered for a few years not being able to find a place to go. And the other thing that I really want to say I'm thankful for is is Ephesians 6, 10 to 20. Well, basically the whole, the whole book of Ephesians. But when I was in seventh grade, my vacation Bible school teacher decided that we needed to learn to memorize Ephesians 6, 10 to 20. And I thought that was a task that why? Why did I need to do it? I was I was a teenager, and I pretty much had the world under control. But I learned that. I learned those verses. And I just thank and praise the Lord now because I can use putting on the whole armor of God when I get up every morning. And I couldn't make it through the day without it. And our God is such an awesome God, and I praise him and thank him for his love and mercy and stability in my life. My name is Hallie Brocious, and I'm just very thankful to God for where I've been in life and where he's brought me. So I saw this post on Instagram and wrote down a quick little testimony. My walk with Jesus hasn't been on a straightforward or steady path. I was raised in the church, but after experiencing judgment, bullying, sexual harassment, and assault from Christians, I lost my faith. I never necessarily felt close to God until I found him again in people. During my time without Christ, I became a stripper and experienced more trauma and was unfaithful to my partner. It took having a mental breakdown with my friend Julius to really recognize my guilt, shame, and complete need for Christ. I felt I could trust Julius, who was also a believer, as he sat with me and offered support while I sobbed. He was patient, kind, and everything I imagined Christ to be. I remembered the verse in the Bible regarding my body being a temple, and mine felt violated. I wanted my body to belong to God. Having been a sex worker, I also felt like the prostitutes mentioned in the Bible. I was faced with the choice to confess my sins and shame and fully trust in God or to ultimately suffer in my feelings. I gave my life to Christ and now have a beautiful relationship with him, my partner, friends, and family. I am extremely blessed to live my current life and truly wouldn't be this way without the grace of God. And I accepted Jesus when I was 10 years old. Mm. And I have to say, he has never failed me once. Wow. He is so faithful. He's healed me of cancer twice. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of other things. And I still have arthritis, not arthritis, um, what is it? Neuropathy. But you know what? I prayed about 20 years ago, and I really, really asked the Lord to heal me of that. And he said, my faith, my grace is sufficient for you. And it has been. I'm not going to even ask him to go forward for prayer for neuropathy anymore. Because I know the Lord, I'm right where the Lord wants me. And he is so faithful. I love him so much.
being drunk in the spirit. <laughs> My name is Blanca, and we've been coming to Heritage for three years, and I thank the Lord for this church, Pastor Laura, and the staff, you've done a great job. The passion that you bring the word is just so fulfilling, you know, just makes you radiate, you know. But I want to tell you, I was saved on the um, first Friday. Good Friday, I was saved, 1982. Two weeks later, Roger's uh, sister-in-law invited me to go to uh, hear Mara Murillo, a pastor from California. We're in the Coliseum, and we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, I feel this, see this light, this golden light just all over me. And I tried to tell the other, I came and moved my head. I couldn't talk. It was like for me, like forever. And then the Lord says, I'm anointing you to pray for the sick. Up to this date, even though I have my challenges physically, I pray for people and they're just getting healed from left to right. If you need healing, come to me and ask me for prayer. I'd be happy to heal you. The devil doesn't like me at all, and I don't like him either. Amen. Let's just take a minute. Let's just take a minute. Let's just take a minute. Lord, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name for your kindness, for your loving kindness. Lord, we do. We look to you. Jesus is a healer. We thank you for your healing grace. Thank you, Lord. Um, my Hi, name my name is Anitra Quest. No, I'll, 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 get, I'll go now. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Tamara. I just wanted to say that uh, 15 years ago, we moved into our home, and my husband had started not feeling well. Went to the doctor, and um, they did all kinds of tests on him. Found out he had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And he, they did surgery. It had started in his lungs and had removed it out of the lung. And went through uh, six months of chemotherapy. They diagnosed him with stage four. It had been in his bone marrow, his spleen, and his lungs. And with six years later, he went back, and the doctor said, you know, I really expected you to be back in here within two years, and this is 15 years later, mm. and stage four doesn't mean anything to God, because he's our healer. My name is Jean, and um, I want to thank the Lord because, um, as a lot of you know, we, we sold our house this summer, and our house is in eastern Washington, and um, um, God met us in hundreds of ways during that time, but I think one of the sweetest um, I wanted to share is that um, uh, we had a lot to do at our house, and, and painting and carpeting and all that, and we had it all lined up. It needed to be done in a certain order and by a certain time, and... <clears throat> When we went to, um, we pulled up carpeting. We found some major, um, major problems, cracks in the in the foundation, or not the foundation, but um, uh, around the edges of, of several rooms. And, and but um, it wasn't. It, it, it was a, a very, um, con very um, severe, and um, it everything that we had planned to do we couldn't do because um, we didn't. We had to have that fixed, and we didn't know how. Um, but um, what what happened was long series make make a long story short um, the the we found um, through a series of, of people we found the the person who could fix it who could help us and so um, we called him and um, of course his his story as well um, yeah I've got this ten million dollar job in Coeur d'Alene I'm booked nine months out and. Um, okay, so so we're looking at you know we're here we're here it's 300 miles to our house we're looking at trying to deal with our house all through this year and this this was in June and so we're thinking okay and you know it's going to be be a whole year but um, I was praying people were praying for us I kept on talking he said well I'll tell you what I'll just go look at it why don't you give me your address I texted him my address our 236 Sunrise Drive and the next thing I know I get a text back and he said. Are you the people um, that are have all your stuff in, in the front yard? Um, said I. I happen to be working on a long-term job at 235 Sunrise Drive. 
And so in a following text, he, he, he uh, went and looked and said, you know, this is what you need to do. He was the expert. It turned out the perfect person. And he said, um, I think uh, I can get it done in the next two weeks for you. And everything went together. So thank you. Hi, my name is Anitra Quist, and I've been coming to Heritage for about three years with my husband, Jim. And Jim and I have three kids um, that are actually young adults now. They're in their 20s. And it has been kind of a scary time of life. Um, it's hard to raise kids that age. They're making big decisions. They're deciding where to go to school. They're deciding careers. They're deciding spouses. It's kind of like high stakes parenting is what I found. Well, anyhow, a couple of years ago, I asked the ladies at Bible study if they would pray for one of my kids. She was trying to get into nursing school. And it's really competitive to get into nursing school. There's these stories of kids going to college for years, trying to get in, retaking classes, spending a ton of money. Anyhow, we decided to pray and put, uh, put this kiddo before, before the Lord. Well, she ended up getting into nursing school. She got waitlisted, and then she got in. And then she got sent home with COVID, right? She didn't have COVID, but the school shut down. And so she had to, um, they shut down the campus, the dorms, and she had to come home. She did some of her uh, clinicals remotely. And so she kind of had this wonky experience uh, with nursing school. She ended up going back and she completed. But then you're kind of thinking, hmm, is anyone going to hire a kiddo who did clinicals online? You know, what does this experience mean? Well, the good news is that she did get hired and our kiddo got hired to be um, a labor and delivery nurse. And that is what she wanted very specifically. She wanted to be in labor and delivery. And it is such a blessing to know that this kid, this is our miracle kid. This is our rainbow baby. And she's now going to be in the room when babies are born. And we are so blessed by that. It just blows my mind that God is in the details. God's hand is all over that situation. And we just can't wait to see what more he does in her and through her. Hi, I'm Lisa. I wrote it down, so I wrote down my testimony so I could keep it to two minutes. Um, I have a lot that I could share, but when I was, I prayed and I asked God, should I share what you did in my life this year? And I really felt like God said, you need to share it because it's a sign. It's a sign of children returning home. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> it's a sign of children returning home. We have twin six-year-old grandsons that have been in our home and we have raised since they were born. In August of last year, when they were five years old, they had to leave our home and go to live in Alabama with their mom and immediate family. The grief I felt when they left was deeper, longer, and stronger than any grief that I had ever felt before. A wound was opened up inside of me, and I felt it every single day. This year, after they finished school, we were able to bring them to Washington so that they could spend the summer with us. And close friends who knew my grief would ask me, is there any chance that they're going to come back to live with you? And I told them, I said, no. I said, as far as I said, as far as I can see, it's not possible. There's no chance. And then suddenly something completely unexpected happened. Their stepdad had a career change, and my daughter called me to suggest the whole family could come to live with us in Washington. And even though the rest of the family wasn't ready to move, they would send the boys ahead so that they could start school up here and they wouldn't have to move mid-year. Suddenly, God had turned what seemed impossible into something that was happening. When you read the Old Testament prophets, you will see God call them to live out a demonstration of what God's message is. Some things are strange. Some things cause pain. But it is so that when the people say, what does this mean? The prophet can answer, this is the word of the Lord to you. This is what God is doing right now. God told me, these children leaving you and then being returned, this is a sign for my people. 
everyone who has watched a loved one walk away from God, from truth, look at this testimony and see what God can do. What seems impossible can be changed in a moment. Suddenly they are coming back home. Suddenly they are returning from far away to where they belong. Suddenly God is doing it. My name is Doreen, and I just wanted to share something kind of along the same lines as that. <clears throat> our daughter, who is our oldest child, um, grew up, you know, in a Christian home, took her to church every Sunday, and she pretty much did everything God's way most of her life. And um, long story short, she ended up um, getting married a second time to a man who's not a believer. And has basically walked away from, I'm not blaming him necessarily, but she's walked away from the Lord. And Satan has just pulled her away, and she's just, she's just way over here. And our two grandchildren, who are her kids, are not being taught about Jesus, and they're not taking them to church, and it's just heart-wrenching for us. This is a girl who went on a missions trip with YWAM right out of high school, and came back on fire for the Lord. So this is why it's just so hard to take. But we've been praying for her for, gosh, forever. We've been praying for her for years. I pray practically every day. Well, they just recently moved to Kodiak from from Juneau. And the boys are four and five now, so kindergarten and preschool. I mean, we had gotten to the point where she didn't even want us to give them books about Jesus. So, um, it's a long story, but she ended up enrolling them in a school in Kodiak that the preschooler and the kindergarten were put together in this program, and it was an outdoor program. And my, you have to understand, my daughter and her husband are super into outdoors. Everything's about outdoors, and the trees, and the forests, and the hiking, and the kayaking, and the rock climbing, and everything, and... So this outdoor program, when I asked her what was the name of the school, she said it's called Kodiak Baptist Mission. <laughs> and I just about died. I'm just like, I'm like trying to keep control of myself. I, my jaw was on the floor. And, and um, so anyways, they're in this outdoor program five days a week at Kodiak Baptist Mission, and they're learning about Jesus every single day. So I know that we have a ways to go, but I just look at that and I say, God, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Yay, God. My name's Rich. Uh, I was asking the Lord during worship uh, what I was supposed to say, if I was supposed to say anything. And I, I noticed that Dab gave the lady on the, on the video more than two minutes. So, so I, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm good. Uh, Forty years ago, I was on federal grand jury duty. So every day I drove from Vancouver up to Tacoma. During this time, I had learned, baby Christian had learned about tongues. So I was practicing praying in tongues on the way up to Tacoma and back every day. Found out I don't have to use my brain. I could actually pray in tongues and do math problems in my head. So as I'm driving back from Tacoma one day, I'm doing math problems in my head. And all of a sudden, the tongues changed to English. And it said... I shall meet all your needs. And my brain went, whoa. And your needs shall become abundant. And it went, whoa. <laughs> and I shall meet your needs. That was it. I had to stop and call my wife. It's 40 years later. I've got 25, 24 grandkids <laughs> and five kids. God gave me 1 John 5.14. For any of those who have children, understand 1 John 5.14, for this is the confidence we have in Him. Whenever we ask anything, knowing it's in His will, we know that He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, 
we know for absolute certainty that we have what we've asked. Children are definitely in God's will to be with him. Anytime you have a, a wayward child, give him to the Lord. And like the Bible says, 365 times, fear not. Because however he takes care of it, I had to do that with my dad. And I didn't care if he was saved on the way to hell or not. But I knew that he was saved because I've had what I, what I asked. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we go over here. Talofo, my name is Ifota. Um, a lot of you probably first time seeing me here. But uh, in the past uh, three or four months, I've been attending. And I, yay God, mm. for leading me here to a God mm. heart-filling church. Mm. Pastor Davenport, Miss First Lady, um, yay God. Yay God. I've lived here for four years from California seeking for a a church to attend, and I finally found my home church. Praise God. Hi, my name's Marty, and I just uh, wanted to say that a few weeks back, there came a word about the promise is coming. And um, a couple of my friends looked at me, and and I knew it was, was for me. May have been for others too, but it was for me, and and so I accepted that. I claimed it, and it's been so awesome to watch and be participating in what God's doing in my life day by day as I let Him lead in His timing and don't get ahead of Him. And it, I, I'm just overwhelmed by what God can do. And sometimes you go through a long, dark time when you don't even think He's hearing, but He is. And when the time's right, the promise will come. Hi, my name's Cindy, and I do physical therapy with children with disabilities. And I was working in a clinic here, um, I won't name it, pediatric clinic. And they wanted me to sign a form that said, I acknowledge that I realize I'm going to kill people by not getting a jab in my arm. And I started praying about it. I had only been at that clinic for three years. I had worked at another one previously for years. And the next week, a mom of a client that I used to work with contacted me on Facebook. And she still is at the clinic that I used to work at. And she said, Darren and Kayleen want you back. And this was my employers. I contacted them, and they hired me back. And when I asked them and told them about the form, they go, yeah, we don't do that here. And so I am able to continue working with kids, and I'm not afraid of having being forced to have a jab in my arm that I don't want. Hi, Hi my name is Ray, and uh, early this year I was uh, in the hospital for COVID. I was in the hospital for 11 days. But I wanted to talk about the, the goodness of God, starting from my pastor and our family, the love of praying, and the word that is God is uh, uh, teaching and leading our family in here. Yes, everybody uh, testify about the love of God in this place. This is where it's at. This is where it's at. Because the, the word of God that we're hearing it and teaching by our pastor, it's, we can feel it in our heart, sinking in our heart. So thank you for our church. Thank you for their love especially to our pastor and all the leaders and all our family. I love to come here. I would die here for our church. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. My name's Christy, and I'm one of those um, needs that became abundant. I also have five children part of those 24 grandkids and uh end of september my husband started getting letters from his employer he worked for legacy health saying you need to get your vaccine or you're going to be put on unpaid leave he decided that wasn't what he wanted to do and in the repercussions of that decision so many people have said oh my gosh are you guys okay what are you guys gonna do you have five kids you just bought a house in february 
and thank God that I was raised knowing that legacy is not my source. God is my source. Not only have I had the peace that passes all understanding where people say, are, but, but really, are you guys like, but really you're the mom. It's Christmas time. Really? Are you guys? Yeah. Like, sorry, but I'm God's favorite. And I know that I'm taken care of. I have not had to get one gray hair. One worry hasn't crossed my mind because I know that he will supply all of my needs. Come on. He's got it covered. I don't have to stress about it. Amen. Good job. Um, I'll stand up. Um, I'm Nancy. I'm visiting from Montana. And I just want to say, in my little church, we don't stand up and share testimonies. And my heart has been filled. I've heard messages that resonate with the journey that I've been on. And um, my daughter just moved here, is looking for a church. Um, Good job, Mom. I don't know if this is the one. But I love what I'm hearing. Yeah. But um, God is always at work, and um, I've, I've shared a lot of the hurts that I've heard here in the room, but I also have been raised in the faith and the love of Christ, and um, I know that he will provide the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Hi, camera. Okay. Um, My name is Laura Lee, and um, I just want to thank the Lord for his blessings on on us as a family. Um, Earlier this year, uh, my husband and I were able to pay off our mortgage. Hold on. We're going to release that over the house here in a minute. Keep going. Yes. Um, And it's, it's, you know, it's through the faithfulness of God over generations that we were able to do this. And so I want to praise the Lord for that. And I want to say, um, yes, we are debt-free. Hashtag Financial Peace University. So good. Praise God. My name is Mary Chris, like in Merry Christmas. Thank you, Jesus. I want to say, Pastor Dev. church that glorifies and magnifies and shouts and brings the house down. Thank you for being obedient. I praise God for that. I want to say that I'm a miracle because I'm not supposed to be here. I was supposed to be gone like 30 years ago. Uh, I got a disease that was supposed to kill me in three years back 30 years ago. The doctor told my husband take her home she's not gonna live very long he never told me this he said take her home she don't got very long to live so my husband took her home took me home but you know what god had a different plan and the journey has been very long the journey has been very shaky the journey has been up and down sister i feel like you you hear the testimony of the prostitute you hear that and you pierces your heart But God says, that's not who you are anymore. I am the redeemer. I am the redeemer. And God has redeemed me. And my journey has been long. And I praise God because I'm still here. I praise God because, like he told Esther, for such a time as this. And people, you are here for such a time as this. You are here for such a time as this. Because you know why our, we are the remnant that have to stand up. We are the remnant that has to say no more. Because you know what? We are dragon slayers. We are not just Christians. God Almighty, we are dragon slayers. And God is our fortitude. Awesome. We got David in the back. But Darcy's going to head to him. I'm helping the camera guy out. So... I'm going to be vulnerable, and God just laid up something for me to say. Um, about a few months ago, you know, I went through chemo because I had cancer. And, you know, there was a time, like a day that I can remember where, you know, I just was very down about it. No, 
I know God's in control and everything, but you know, I remember God's very specifically saying, I got you. I'm not done with you. And I'm thanking God for being healed from cancer, but I also am here to give an encouraging message saying that wherever you are, whether you need healing from cancer or something else that has taken over your body, that is trying to overwhelm you, God is there. And it's not that God just sends his angels. God personally comes down and meets you and encounters you. And it's important that you guys know that God is going to personally come and encounter with you. Thank you. Amen. My dad, my dad would want me to remind us, uh, remind the house that a year ago right now, his brother, his only brother, Terry, the, the other Davenport pastor in Iowa, uh, pastors a regular Baptist church in Webster City, and had, because it, it would not edify anyone, he had an unholy growth coming out of his chest. And uh, he, would, he ignored it too long, and they, of course, discovered that it was an unholy gross thing. It was stage four gross cancer thing, gross, going to die. They, they tried to take care of the growth at first just to remove that, but then they, it left kind of a wound that had to be treated for some time. Some of you are familiar with that kind of thing. Had to be, the, the wound itself had to recover before they could treat anything else. And it devastated him physically, exhausted, couldn't eat, couldn't sleep much pain, all that kind of thing. My dad went to go see him without saying, I'm going to go say goodbye to my brother. He went to go see his brother, and uh, 84 years old, reading to his, I suppose, 79-year-old brother, would, would put him to bed at night and read the Bible to him, pray with him, and uh, prayed. And they they fussed back and forth over here. My Terry's not you know, uh, Pentecostal. So my dad will pray in the spirit. Terry will tell him to stop it. <laughs> he does it anyway. And uh, not that he's opposed to it. He just says, pray so I can hear you. Anyway, my dad, he says, now I need help. We'll pray. Bottom line is, sometime later, after the wound began to relax, uh, Uncle Terry went in for another evaluation to, to make a plan now to treat said cancer. And the doctor left, and you probably know where the story's going came back into the room and said, Reverend Davenport, I don't know how to tell you this, but you don't have any cancer. He said, I don't know what happened, but my Uncle Terry very gently said, it's okay, doctor, I know what happened. Jesus is a healer. We have one more? One more, and then we got to do cake. Hello, my name is Rebecca, and if you guys see me, I've never had a dry eye in this church. Mm. Ever. You guys can all buy me tissue for Christmas. Mm. <laughs> anyway, since coming to this church, I always see that sign back there, God is good, mm. and it just melts me. And I did this prayer journal two years ago. I have 20 prayers in here, and it says, with God, all things are possible, Matthew 19, 26. And all I can say is God has changed my husband's heart. Mm. I've prayed for two years, and he has been answered. Ten of my prayers in here have been answered. And I just thank him, and I thank this church, and I'm just so thankful for all the things he has done in our life. And I know his plan is for us, and I'm just going to keep on praying for all the other ten things in this journal. Mm. And I know I kept hearing the word victory. I will see a victory. So I'm just going to keep praying for that. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else in the house got a list? Anybody else have a list you need some breakthrough on? Let's, we, we, listen, let's believe God for it. Baby, what are you trying to tell me? Go. You, yeah, I'm, you've taken over, so I'm not really in charge. So I just want to joyfully acknowledge the good that I've received. Oh, I'm Lisa, Lisa Beck, and I'm thankful for this house and my beloved church family. But I have two things that are like big things that have happened this year, and I just want to praise God. So one is I work for a local school district and um, in the district office in HR, nonetheless. And um, I was one of just a handful in that whole district office that 
did not get vaccinated, and so um, I was a little worried, but God was good, and I still have a job, so I just give him glory for that. And um, secondly, and this is kind of major to me, but um, seven weeks ago today, I, my younger daughter, Leah, had um, a little boy, Joseph James, and I'm super grateful for that. That's super precious, but there's a backstory to this. And probably like 15 months ago, the Holy Spirit dropped in my heart. He said, pray for your daughters against abortion. And so I'm like, okay, God. And so I was praying. And um, about four months, four months, five months later, Leah told me she was pregnant. And this is coming from a girl who said, I'm never going to have children. So I'm like, okay, God, you're on. And so um, I was just praying and trusting. And um, somebody rose up in my family who was very close to her. And they tried to persuade her that having this baby was the worst thing she could ever do. It would ruin her life. She would be a horrible mother. And um, they said that they would pay for her to have an abortion. And, um, and then they proceeded to tell her that if she did have this baby, they would have nothing to do with her or this child. And then I just brought this before my home group. And I thank God for my precious, sweet friends who are intercessors and we just laid it on the altar and praise God we know the end of that story a baby was born he's alive and well and doing great so I just give him all the glory um, I actually belong to the same home group as Lisa Beck and uh, I have the same testimony as David about cancer and uh, I'm just believing the Lord for complete healing and restoration God has, God has got this, and I have nothing to worry about. So I just want to encourage everybody to hold on the promises that God has made for victory, because it is yours. Hi, my name is Kate Hardy, and I am here for my Yay God. And I'm titling my Yay God, Big Jesus. And um, I want to talk about how God has completely defied so many things in my life. When I was young, the doctors declared over me, you're a perfect candidate for this, this, and that. And uh, God has defied that. It's never come true. I've had neurologists talk about my brain and what is dead and that it looks like it's 89. And God has defied all of that. I have no symptoms whatsoever connected to the diagnosis. Um, my gene pool is horrible. My mom and dad, they did not have the uh, epitome of good health. And so far, God has like dramatically defied it. And I have a cardiologist who even says, girl, you better plan a really long life because you are so far away from ever having any heart disease. And I have numbers that totally defy all medicals, right? And so um, I'm really excited. Uh, I just keep declaring I've got the DNA of Jesus and I declare the word over my body when medical messiness comes. I've had naturopaths say, every bit of your medical history is due to your childhood trauma. Well, God is in the business of restoring what the locusts have eaten. And um, my biggest miracle that I want to declare and especially share with women who may have been traumatized in your childhood, at the retreat of 2019, God did the huge, supernatural, wonderful miracle that I never saw coming. And he went in and absolutely removed every one of my traumatic memories. 100% gone, nothing able to grab nor retrieve. Those old memories of the trauma, they were having such a negative impact on my life. I had one toe living in the future and the rest of me hanging on and Satan pulling me back to my past. And it was even having a negative impact on my marriage. Just this summer, God did a big, huge additional overhaul. All those old trashy, crummy memories that were little remnants that were left behind, totally gone. So I just declare over anybody that has ever undergone any kind of trauma, we serve such a big Jesus that he can do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever ask. And so, yay, God, my past is way behind me and he's got a really great destiny awaiting me. I got a praise that will break our 
services they can go on forever but for now you just got to go so why don't you find your children make sure to get some more coffee grab some more refreshments love one another where you go we go god bless you happy thanksgiving keep giving thanks i've got a praise that 